In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Lord says to us, Come, all is ready. It's all ready. Come, all is ready. The Son of God becomes the Son of Man. Death and corruption are conquered. We are given life and incorruptibility. Through our union with Christ, we become partakers of the bread of life and the cup of salvation. So what's your problem? Honestly, what is your problem? This, it's it. It's come. That which the world was waiting for is present. All the stuff that you're worried about, all the stuff you're dealing with that is insignificant to this. Insignificant. It's like a puddle compared to the ocean. The Lord says, come, all is ready. The kingdom of heaven is here. So what's the problem? We walk in carrying our load. We walk in carrying the world, carrying the struggles, carrying the emotional stuff, carrying the financial issues, carrying everything we walk in here with. And the Lord says, come, it's ready. And some say, well, I can't come because I got an ox that I got to take care of. I just married a wife. You see, the Lord is saying very clearly the importance here is that everything is done. We should be totally free from the deep struggles of the world. We've got struggles, obviously. But the Lord says, it's finished. All is ready. The banquet is here. All you have to do is partake. You don't seem too excited. (laughs) That was the homily right there. I guess I'll have to go on. So what's the problem? St. Paul says, tells us the problem. He says, there's things that you need to put to death. Things that you need to put away that get in the way of you participating in this banquet. And seeing the banquet as the most important thing in your life. You know the most important thing you do that happens actually in the universe, in heaven and on earth, is partake of the body and blood of Christ. You know the angels can't even do that. You know, when you see an angel in the altar, their hands are covered because they don't have the authority to turn the body and the bread and the wine to the body and blood. They're overwhelmed by the fact that man can actually partake of the life of God. Nothing is greater. The banquet is ready, beloved. But we have to put to death certain things. We have to to put them away, as St. Paul says, to us. So, what do we have to put to death? St. Paul says in the epistle to the Colossians these words, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So when we come in with all this stuff, we're not paying attention to the banquet. 
We're distracted by these passions. And I was speaking to somebody the other day the importance to understand how you go about attacking certain issues in your life. I, I had a friend come to me, a very dear Christian person come to me, who was dealing with these very problems of fornication and purity and passion. And he said, Father, I, have all, I, I beg God for faith and I pray all the time that God will help deliver me from these struggles. And I said, you know, that's okay, but in a way you're missing the mark. Because prayer and faith won't be enough. Have you ever prayed and tried to have enough faith to conquer a passion and not made it? Yes. I don't want I don't need you don't need to raise your hands for this one. The issue with fornication and purity and passion is that you need specific uh, remedies for them. The saints are very clear on how you de- de- defeat this enemy. One is you must fast. You must fast if you want to beat these, this enemy, these enemies. You have to become more restricted in what you take in. The church is very clear. If you're not in control of your stomach, you won't be in control of... Anything. Anything. It begins there. Then you must understand that you must get your body very tired. So it doesn't want to participate in fornication and purity and passion. You've got to wear it out. You've got to work hard. Work late. Go to bed really tired. You, as you could, that's, a, that's a remedy. That's a remedy that saints say... Hard labor, intelligent labor, work really hard, read very late. So you go right to sleep. Then practice self-restraint. You have to practice not being drawn to images that, that will tempt you toward these passions. You have to be, uh, issue self-restraint in regard to staying away from situations that will elicit these passions. You have to uh, develop self-restraint in your thoughts. You know, does it, you ever get a thought that comes in and it just takes you right to a place you don't want to be? It's right there and the next thing you know, you're over there. You've got to learn that thought and resist it. Understand when it comes in, you've got to jump to something else. I tell people sometimes, I said, that thought comes in, get out of bed. Just get up. Turn the light on. Read a book. If it happens somewhere else, turn the computer off and run. Seriously. Get out of there. Because that situation, guess what happens when you stay in that situation? You're going to sin. You know what happens every time. You, you believe that it won't happen this time. You say to yourself, well, this won't happen this time. I have power over this. Oops. Isn't that the, the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and having the same result? And thinking that it's going to change? Then you have to apply for yourself uh, confession. You need to go to confession for this. You need help. You need to voice it. Say, I've got this problem, Father. Voice it. Get it out. 
Because it keeps shame in you if you don't get it out. And that shame actually will encourage you in that to repeat. So you've got to get it out in confession. And you have to pray as a beggar. You go before God with Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for I am a sinner. I have transgressed. I have, I, have broken, I have broken the commandments. Be merciful to me, Lord. So we, 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 these, this is the remedy, beloved, to overcome this. So you see that when, 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 the, when, the, when we say put to death, it's not just prayer or fasting that, or just prayer and faith that's going to do that. And then he goes along also. Another problem we bring in this baggage of fornication and purity and passion, and we miss the banquet. Or then he says, put down away from you anger, wrath, malice, slander, foul talk from your mouth. Put it away, because when you come to the banquet, you won't be paying attention to the banquet. That stuff you'll bring in here. So how do you defeat anger, wrath, and malice? Humiliation. Did you hear what I said? Humiliation will help you defeat that. How many, how, how, how many of you like to be humiliated? You don't like it, but you know what you can turn it into? Humility. Humiliation goes two ways. You can be angry and wrathful, or you can bow to it and allow it to develop humility in you. That becomes a powerful thing. So if you're affronted, or if you are somehow accused, or if it's something uh, in your life tends to go sour, you bow and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Be merciful to me. And you develop humility. Because if you respond the other way, guess what happens? You get angry. You get wrathful. You want vengeance. You become resentful. So you have a choice. When that comes at you, you can choose to turn to humility and allow it to build in you something very strong that when that temptation comes again, you can defeat it. So the other thing against wrath, anger, and malice is to love your enemy. That's the commandment of our Lord. Love your enemy. Love. Stretch yourself. You know, uh, it's very interesting to me uh, that in, I'll use my wife again, she's there, she's happy today, so I can use this. When I married my wife uh, back a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I loved her this much. You know what God said? Love her that much. Love her that much. Love her that much. Love every bit of her. And sometimes you come to an enemy and you can love maybe a little bit of them, but all this stuff you can't love, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to become magnanimous and love, love them. Extend yourself. God will put people in your life that are difficult to love for one purpose. To stretch you so you can love bigger. So your love can be bigger. Let me ask you, does God love them? Should you love them? 
Let me say that again. Does God love them? Should you love them? It's getting boring back there. He's repeated, I guess. So these things are so important to us in regard to defeating these enemies. Uh, And then St. Paul says this beautiful thing. He says, put on the new nature. Put away the old nature. Put on the new nature. We just saw that happen. We just saw the new nature put on Zinya. She is no longer a creature of the old man. She's a creature of the new man. Full of virtue. Perfect. Pure. Wow. We are called to put that on. And to live according to that. You know, you have a choice. Every time something comes at you, you can live according to the new man or according to the old man. You can live according to humiliation that takes you to anger or you can move humiliation that takes you to humility. You, can, you have choices here because God has given you this new man in you that you choose to operate by. Let me, tell, let me ask you this. What gives you more peace? Operating by the old man or the new man? Do you like peace? Do you want peace? So what should you do? Live according to the new man. Make that choice. You know what the other choice is? It's turmoil, anxiety, anxiousness, all that stuff sits on the old man. And then you walk in with the old man, and I say, the banquet's ready, and you're all stunned. You're overwhelmed by life. Well, this is the time just to be washed of that. You know, just wash it away. Prepare yourself to partake of the great banquet that the angels are jealous of, that the saints for the ages have longed for, and that the saints of the new covenant have seen as their most important meal. So may we be blessed and make, and as, as, as we, we understand this, to make no excuses. Make no excuses to fall to the old man. Make no excuses not to come to the banquet, to be prepared, to be excited about it. So may as we partake of the holy body and blood of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ this day, may we be enriched and blessed uh, by this great banquet that the Lord has prepared in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.